That's Quincy. What tune is Bush humming? I, f- I feel in my heart it's Crime Watch. No, it's not. It's not. That's honestly. All right, you do what you think Crime Watch is. Quincy. You do Quincy then. You do Quincy. And now, now I'll do Crime Watch. Do sleep well. Do sleep well. Don't have nightmares. Do sleep well. It's Quincy! It's Crime Watch. This is Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. This is Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Now, I know not for everybody, but a lot of kids going back to school, start of new school term and everything today. Very stressful. Like, it's a new routine, because obviously our, our middle daughter, Thea, has started kind of reception, so it's all different timings and everything. It's like being a Formula One pit crew, getting them all ready in the morning. <laughs> yes, it is. Corralling the, the pair of them, the two youngest ones. And it's all about the timings, because you got teeth to be cleaned, pyjamas to be sorted out, and school uniforms to go on, high chair put out, cereals, make sure they've got their bags, they've got their water bottle, particularly because it's really hot and everything today as well. Uh, and it's just an absolute... This morning was an absolute blur. And, I'm, and I don't want to be one of them parents who is racing in. I think every school's got them parents that yeah. are always like, wait, wait, hold on a second, they're tearing along with one of them in a buggy and all this kind of thing. Um, so for me now... In my head, starting from today, I've got two waypoints in my in my brain for the mornings. Uh, two markers that I can't be later than, otherwise we're done for. I've got to be out the door at 7.45 with our 18-month-old Stella to get her to the childminder. So that's 7.45. And also, I then need to get back, and then we both go out at 8.20 in the morning to get Thea to school because the, she doesn't have a buggy board anymore now. Right. That used to be my godsend. is like, stick her on the buggy board because you're pushing the 18-month-old. You can go at your own pace, a.k.a. about... 35 miles an hour. <laughs> but now she's got to walk. You know what they're like at yeah. four or five? They just dawdle. So I don't know why. For the next year, for me now, um, you know, uh, 7.45 and 8.20 and are going to be two times stuck in my head. And I just want to ask, is there a specific time or times in your day that have significance for you at the moment? 11.50. What's 11.50 all about? 11.50 at the moment. It certainly won't be for a year, but 11.50 at the moment is when I water the grass. And do you have that in your uh, thing every single day? I do at the moment because, as you knew, uh, on bank holiday a week ago, I scarified my entire back lawn. I'm obsessed with it at the moment. Yeah. But you need to water it. Uh, and I've worked out it takes me 10 minutes to water. So if I do that at 11.50, then I'm done by 12 to scramble my eggs and then get the train to work. You have a hell of a day, don't you? Oh, it's, the dream. A, it's a riot, It's like honestly. a lot- lotto winner in a, one of them dressing gowns. <laughs> Uh, Cole has tweeted to say 6.30am is the first Newcastle to Carline train that goes, Carlisle train that goes right past our house, prompting our two dogs to run around on the bed demanding breakfast. You there you go. That's an interesting one about the transport. I worked out the other day that I don't reckon, and I need to check this out, I don't reckon planes can land at Stansted until 6 in the morning because that's always when the first one goes over the house. 
Yeah, well, there you go. That's another point, waypoint in your yeah. your interesting day that we're learning about a lot Isn't on this it show. Great? Yeah, there's a bit of a lull between six and eleven fifty when I do the lawn, but there we go. Uh, Gav says uh, that is usually accompanied by an eleven p.m. curfew in the evenings. It's common to most airports. There you go. You get these little times in your head that are little markers. Sarah Fanning sends a, a lovely message. Says nine forty-five a.m. or p.m. Uh, once I asked what the time was, and my husband said quarter to ten. At which point, our dog Diva started howling. From then on, whenever we said quarter to ten she'd howl. Diva sadly passed away a few years ago but I had a clock made in her memory and it's constantly set at 9.45. Little photo of the dog Diva on the front of it as well. It's absolutely lovely. I'm getting some kickback on my 11.50 at lunchtime for watering the the new lawn. Okay. After scarifying it. Someone here says you should only water the lawn early or late in this heat as it will burn which is absolutely... Who ever heard of something burning with water? Can't You can't burn if you you water it. Surely. It's the opposite of that. Uh, Daz in North Hampton says 8.42 a.m. every day. A pigeon sits on our fence outside the bedroom window and starts what I can only assume is a desperate mating call due to the ferocity, volume and sheer persistence <laughs> of his cooing. Uh, keep him coming in. We've got Harry on the line. Harry, what time has significance for you, my friend? So, ten past three always makes me think of leaving school. And even now I look at the time and I feel like I can still hear the school bell ringing. But, yeah, unfortunately that was about 12 years ago now. I wish, wish school was only 12 years ago for me. It's a long time since. But it wasn't that a great feeling that... Um, you, I don't even think you get that from finishing work. It's not the same as the school thing. Well, when you used to go home, what do you used to do then, Harry? What memories do you have? I feel... This is really weird, but I feel like I always have something to eat. And back then, I always used to go for something like a Rustler's burger, you know, like those horrible microwave burgers. <laughs> and now they make me feel absolutely sick to think about that. <laughs> And Harry, in reality yeah. now, 12 years on from that last 3.10 alarm ring going off, what are you generally doing at 3.10 in the afternoon? I'll still be working away, to be honest, guys. Yeah, I, wish, I wish I could be getting home at 10 past 3. But... Give us specifics, Harry. Yeah. What Technically, we want to know exactly what you would be doing at 10 past 3. <laughs> well, uh, sometimes I'll be driving. My job's fairly flexible, but I'm a gardener, so sometimes I'll be out there. You know, these, these uh, later evenings we've got, I'll be out there. 3.10 is still early for me. Speaking of gardening, is it okay to water a lawn at midday? Well, Richie, I did actually hear that, and I was thinking that doesn't sound right to me because the the water on the... You're going to think I'm nerding out now, but the water on the blades and the sun reflecting on it could actually scorch the new blades. Wow. It's best to do it when you've got no sunlight. Right. (laughs) Okay, we'll we'll take this one offline, but... um... He's learned a valuable (laughs) lesson during this (laughs) phone-in. Good to talk to you, our gardening correspondent there. Yeah, there we go. Uh, talking about times of the day that have significance to you, uh, Tom says around one-ish, the red arrows often come over my house for landing. Wow. Didn't that's know a, that's a treat are... to have every day, isn't it? I used to hate that. The red, red arrows used to go over our house in Devon. We used to live at the top of this thing called Cud Hill in Brixham, and they would fly past there, I think, to go to like the regatta in mm-hmm. Sulcombe, and we used to hit the deck, like being buzzed <laughs> in Top, top Gun. It's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Uh, 3.45, this person says, get up for work at Cottage Bakery, Blackpool. At 9am I start. This person, it turns into a bit of an advert, Blackpool Eats at Cottage Bakery, Blackpool, until 2 or 3pm, delivery of breakfast, butties, pies and cakes, all baked fresh on the premises. And where was that again? That was at Cottage Bakery, Blackpool. <laughs> Deliveries available now. Uh, Jen, what's the time that's significant for you? It's 10.47. What's so special about 10.47, Jen? My ex-boyfriend was a police officer and his number was 1047. And 20 years later, no matter what I'm doing, if I'm working, if I'm out, I glance at the clock and it's 1047. Whoa. So is that a like... Guaranteed, I promise you. 
Wow, so when, when that happens, is that a nice memory of your ex-boyfriend oh, or would no, you no, just no, shake no, your no. fist? No, no, that's a shudder. A <laughs> shudder. <laughs> so 10.47 for you is not a great time of the day. It's not, no. Do you know what? So there's, there's some kind of sci-fi drama in that, isn't there? It's unusual. That every time you look at the clock, it's a certain time and it reminds you of a, a certain person. There, there's something in that, Jen. You should pitch that to TV companies. It's freaky. It is freaky. And if it appears on Netflix in the next couple of years, Richie and I want to credit. Thanks very much. Shuddering seconds. That's what I'd call it. That's what you should call it. (laughs) Are you you going to phone Netflix, Jen? Absolutely. Brilliant. If Harry can do it, I can do it. Fantastic. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Now, if you've had a bad day today because uh, you've broken something, destroyed something, uh, uh, more importantly, uh, this may make you feel a little bit better. Uh, two people uh, have been, shall we say, detained in China because part of the Great Wall has been knocked down. Oh, my word. That's like, what, thousands of years old? Yeah. yeah. Let's go with very for now. Uh, but, yeah, I think you're close with thousands. Um, obviously, you can, if, you, if you close your eyes, you can picture the Great Wall of China in your head. Uh, obviously, viewable from space is massive. Yeah. Uh, but there are parts of it that obviously aren't quite as iconic and built up as others. Uh, and uh, there is uh, one particular part uh, where two workers have used an excavator to dig through the Great Wall of China because they were working on the other side where there was a construction site and the wall was an inconvenience to them and they needed a shortcut to get to their site. So they thought... It's just let's just knock it through. So they've wow. knocked through. It's what they, the emperor back in the day would have wanted. <laughs> Absolutely, they have knocked through the Great Wall of China. Great big uh, gap through it to get to their construction site. People have found out uh, they've been detained. They're being investigated. This week's like to, to take the kids to the trampolining place in in South End, Leon C. You've got to go kind of to Basildon and all the way round that the the you know the Essex Arterial. Yes, yeah. So I kind of know how they feel. If I could just go <laughs> straight across, it'd be great. But I can't. That is your form of. Dis- Instruction that you're putting forward here. Well, maybe, maybe I'll uh, I'll take a bulldozer <laughs> to the. Uh... Whatever that A12, whatever it is. Uh, if there is some form of destruction that you have taken part in, something that you've absolutely <laughs> destroyed, it's not quite the Great Wall of China, but I do remember a mate of mine when I was a kid going around his house and we were playing cricket after school in the back garden and I put a beautiful cover drive through uh, through a greenhouse. It's satisfying that though, isn't it? It is. And when I went back round two weeks later, the greenhouse had been demolished oh and I was word. like, oh no, what's happened to the greenhouse? And they were like, Dad decided that they didn't like it anyway and they weren't going to replace it. So, my shot really did destroy the greenhouse. Took the whole thing down. Exactly. It's in, those little things. In the long term, yes. The butterfly effect. I mean, uh, for me, I, I would say sometimes you can accidentally destroy things, and that's obviously bad. <laughs> but occasionally, destroying things is incredibly satisfying. Oh, yeah. uh, we had this, uh, our eldest daughter, Erin, had a bunk bed that took me hours, days. Even my father-in-law liked to come down and help me put this bunk bed up because it was a nightmare. We had it for a few years and she kind of didn't want it anymore and her, her little sister was going into that bed. We didn't want her to fall out. So it was time to get rid of the bunk bed. And it, I could hardly get it back down again because it was so tightly all nailed together. And I, I took it out in chunks into the garden and I smashed it to pieces. Oh, what fun! Almost like shirtless. Back to like... <laughs> Primeval days, and I, I, I can still think about it now, and it just makes me the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. I hated that bunk bed. Bush and Richie Destruction Services. I'd love that. Just we won't clear it away for you. We no. won't put it in a skip, but we'll come round your ass and we'll smash it to pieces. We've got our, we've got our mornings free to come round and smash things up, and then we'll come and do the show. And then we'll drink fresh orange juice straight from the carton, <laughs> topless, just really heavy breathing whilst chatting to. Uh, Michael says.
says, I used to work in a hospital. I brought some crisps from the vending machine, which got stuck. Unfortunately, when the machine was installed, it was placed onto the power cable. When I rocked the machine to get my crisps out, the cable was cut through. The lights went out. I ran and hid in my office. Well, is that in a hospital? Yes. Wowee. That's so bad. I mean, I, I do that quite a lot where you rock... Vending machines, even if I haven't put any money in. Moral of the story is don't rock a vending machine. Wow. There was one at our local train station that's had like a boost stuck for about two weeks. <laughs> and I've, I've had a couple of pops at it. Didn't realise it might take down the whole rail network. Uh, Stephen says, boys, how can you talk about things that got, got destroyed and not mention this masterpiece? And he sent us a photo of poor old granddad and his cracked head. Oh, poor old granddad. God bless him. Uh, he's thriving now <laughs> in a different location. Uh, Chris, tell us what you destroyed. Hi. In the middle of um, a town centre, and um, I'm a HDV driver, and I um, spun my truck around, and the back end of my trailer, well, the front of my trailer hit this bush shelter where people have been waiting three years for this brand new bush shelter to be um, put up, and three days later, I come along and destroy the whole bush shelter. <laughs> oh, my word. How did that feel when you were like, you realised that it, as you were driving, you were crunching a bus shelter pieces? It was actually quite funny to in, in the shop because it um, went from it went. Um, how can I say it? It was like a jello. It just like wobbled left to right, wobbled left and right, and then it just kaboom down to the floor. And I was just like, well, "I've got to get out of here." Um, this might be a daft question, but do you actually feel it happening? Because like an HGV in the trailer, that's pretty big, and a bus shelter's pretty small. So is it the the noise, or does the steering... What, do you actually feel it's happening, or is it because you're looking in your mirrors? Well, I was looking around because I was spinning on a on an, um, a two-lane road, and I missed the exit for where I was going. Right. And I was um, looking in the mirror. I was looking at to, the, to my left-hand side, a vehicle, so where I was spinning, and I just glimpsed the right-hand side of my um, front of my trailer... Just about hit the, um, you know, I mean, the uh, bush shelter. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was just too late, you know. I mean, I saw it happen. And then next minute, I just saw the bush shelter go, you know, I mean, left to right, left to right. And next minute, it just collapsed. And then, so what, people have been waiting for this bus shelter for ages, one of them modern ones with maybe a, the electronic time update thing, and that's all gone for a burden now because of you, Chris? Uh, yeah, well, it was just a normal bush shelter, actually. But the, when I was sitting there, the, one of the neighbours come out and she says, We've been waiting three years. We've been fighting to have a bush shelter here for three years. And it only just got up, put up three days ago. Chris, are you like, still driving HGVs? Yes, I do. Okay, good. Can you, stay, can you stay away from the Leon Sea area, please, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I'll try and stay away from there. When we started this, I thought it'd be like stories of people breaking mirrors or doors <laughs> and stuff. And some of this stuff is just like collateral damage. It's uh, huge. Joe is hanging on. Joe, what have you destroyed? Destroyed a petrol pump. A garage driving a mobile canteen, and then a few weeks later, I destroyed the mobile canteen. Wow, clean sweep! <laughs> uh, t tell us about the mobile canteen. What's that, Joe? Um, I used to um, work for the NASA, and I was based on a army in uh, Marchwood in Southampton, and I used to drive a mobile canteen with like sandwiches and. Um, pop and buns and things and we used to drive onto the port and stop at various places to serve them for the breakfast really um, but Marchwood is a very small village and um, 
I had to turn around in the petrol station, and as I turned around, I took the petrol pump with me. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I'm surprised to hear that a mobile canteen survives taking out a petrol pump. Well, it, it did. However, it didn't survive trying to drive it through a small gap, which I thought I would be able to do, and um, a piece of steel just ripping it straight up and down the side. Wow, it's like someone out of Top Gear, isn't it? <laughs> you just coming out the other end, just on some wheels, like in a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, yes. Um, and I, I wouldn't mind, but I'd not been there that long either. I'd not, you know, I hadn't been in the job that long when all of this happened. Have you have you had quite, since you left that job, have you had quite quiet time, Joe, or are you still <laughs> destroying stuff? Well, you know, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm not as bad as I was then, and I'm a much better driver now. Oh, we, we believe you. Absolutely. Please don't take that the other way. <laughs> this is The Daily Takeaway. It's Bush and Ritchie. Rarely left alone in the studio right now. Our producer has disappeared. He's gone. He's gone like to the next little room. Yeah, I know. And, and he's left his entire bag of uh, new sh- new clothes he's bought. That's just exactly arrived. what I've realised. I really want to open them, but I'm not going to. I want to do the old friends thing and do a few lunges, yeah. commando, and some of the new trousers he bought. <laughs> Maybe that's a feature for tomorrow. Um. Hashtag commando. Uh, time for Mind Blown. Will you lot get in touch with like a hack or a new way of doing things that's going to literally blow our minds? Uh, Mandy says, if you've got no after sun but have got a cucumber in your fridge, mash it up. It takes a sting out of sunburn. That's disgusting. But it uh, might work. Uh, Kelly says, use a hairdryer to remove old stickers. That's a great idea. Particularly the, the children that we have age-wise. Yes. Constantly putting stuff on bunk beds, etc. Little so-and-sos. Uh, let's, let's speak to one of our brilliant callers right now here on Home Time. Uh, John's on the line. John, how are you doing? You all right? I'm very good, guy. Yeah, how are you? Very, very good. It's brilliant to have you on. Please share, not just with Richie and I, but with the entire Home Time audience, your amazing hack that's going to blow our minds. Right, this one I learned years ago, long before we had phones in our pockets and dates and calendars. It's uh, make a fist on any fist, mm-hmm. and it's telling the day, the how many days in a month by using your knuckles. So, hey. yeah, so make a fist. Done yeah. it. Right, the, the first knuckle is January, so it's 31 days. Right. Then, then there's a gap, so you go down between your knuckles, yeah. that's February. Yeah. Then up to March, April, yeah. May, June, July. And then come back across the same knuckle, August, September, October, November, December. How does that tell you the days, though, John? Where's the days in that? No, the 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 days, the number of days in the month. So January is a high, because it's 31. 31. Then we've got a low of 28. Then a high of 31 for March. That's right. And then a low of 30 for April. May 31 is another high. Well, what if you don't alone. know? You don't know that I don't know how many days are in each month, though. So how 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 might you're going up and down your knuckles? How am I supposed to know the days? Well, I use my fist in a completely different way, my friend. If you don't know how many days are in a month, <laughs> I've heard that rumor. Yeah. Uh, so what? But like, if you, I don't know how many days are in the month, though. So this is just going to tell you whether it's a longer or shorter month, <laughs> yes, isn't it? it is. But generally, yeah. John will agree with me. Months aside from February, months either have thirty-one or thirty. That's right. Yeah. Why can't we just all have them? I think I've said this before. Let's just all have them the same amount of time. And then we don't have to do the knuckle thing and we all know where we stand. <laughs> yeah, it's, than, it's much better than that silly song that they, 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 you try and get at school that how many days you're in one oh, All the days of 29, but except for me that has 50. Oh, I hate all that, Ryan. See, you can remember more than I can because all I can remember is 30 days, half September, half April, th- June, and November. November. And then I'm stuck. And then you're stuck, yeah. So using your fist. 
Guaranteed every time. John, that's fantastic advice. Are we saying mind blown? I think your mind was blown <laughs> a <laughs> yeah. few minutes ago. For different reasons. I, th- <laughs> I, I think uh, my mind has been tickled. Uh, but there's a new, there's a new step for that. that tickled, uh, John. Thank you very much. No worries, guys. Have a good day. This is probably one of the first ones that we've had in that is food related. This is not a food feature. We have plenty of those on this show. Oh, we do. But someone, someone here has said spaghetti bolognese with a fried fried egg on top. Ooh. Now that that simplicity. Has blown my mind. That would win you uh, Come Dine With Me. Yes, I think wouldn't it, it would, yeah. You'd be the talk of Come Dine With Me. <laughs> Everyone else who follows that night at your house, it's just going to be living in your shadow. <laughs> living in your fried egg shadow. That is amazing. I have to give that a go. Uh, Pete says, it's not really a life hack, guys, but it amazed me when I heard it. Percentages are reversible. Here we go. <laughs> so, for example, 60% of 12 is the same as 12% of 60. Right. Oh, now, I think we should stop there. Yeah. You and I with number ones, we look silly. Even us just saying number ones. Yeah. says everything about it. We've had our fingers burnt, folks. No more number ones, please. Got a good feeling about this guy that's on the line right now. Uh, it's Jay. Jay, tell us what amazing hack you've got for us. Well, we all hate painting fence panels. Hate you've got a ma- can't, You've got a mask, all the con- con- a mask up the concrete in post. If you just go and get an off-cut piece of gutter in, it pushes over perfectly, and then you can just get the sprayer and spray over it job done half the time. So this is like horses for courses. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't really know what Jay's talking about. Do you okay? not? Not really. I don't really understand. I don't really understand. Yeah. But, so for me... Guttering. You know, like guttering for your roof that it gathers the rain? Yep. So you just go and get some of that from B&Q. Right. And it will push over the, the concrete posts that hold the wooden panel and it just pushes over, clips on perfectly, and then you can just spray it. You know what a fence is, don't you? I know what a fence is. I can't remember ever painting a fence. Well, I'm, I'm not uh, in a well, chain no. gang in, in an American <laughs> prison. <laughs> That's where we've gone. That's where I'm going wrong. You've never painted a fence. I've never painted a fence. Painted fences, or no? Well, this is this is this is like a special kind of community service angle that we're taking here. Well, Jay, Jay, I, 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 it's blown my mind because I do need to paint my fence because my wife wants it black at the back, but I don't want black concrete panels. Well, you don't. So now just go and get yourself some gutter in. It will just clip on, paint over, done. I feel no bad now. Thing. I feel like I've, I've, um, I don't look down my nose at Jay's uh, suggestion. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, yeah, this is this is what's so great about this feature. So some things for some people are going to be like, "Wow, a light has gone on." Like say they're from yeah, Richie. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I still don't really know what you're talking about, Jay. Well, I, I've got no answer to that. That's fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> don't really have an answer. And Jay, do you know what? You needn't have an answer for it either. <laughs> uh, some great ones still coming. Uh, Gary says, "Lay a wooden spoon over a pan when cooking. It will stop it boiling over and making a mess of your hob." Wow, that's witchcraft. Uh, but I knew that one, so it's not blowing my mind. Well, it's blowing my mind. That's been, that's been mixed bag for me tonight, but that one works. How about this from Laura? USB plugs have the USB symbol on top, so you never need to get it the wrong way round again. All right. Well, if she's so good about USBs, can can she tell me why, if you've got a MacBook, the bit for plugging your mouse in is always on the other side to the one you need it on? <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> Laura, also, you didn't blow our minds because I knew that one too. It's going to spin a mixed bag. Any others? Home time at absoluteradio.co.uk. Any other business? Time for any other business where you can get in touch with us and pick us up on the myriad of mistakes that we make on this show or just say whatever you want. Uh, Jovin Richards been on, on the email uh, from France. He says, uh, guys, following uh, Bush's thing the other night about wanting to have an allotment to grow his own vegetables, allow me to tell you that this is a good idea. But it requires special daily attention, depending on the weather of the day. But you also have to be patient, careful to weed each weed by hand, and careful not to damage the plants. I'm going to be terrible at this. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> it says, this year with my dad, we plan 
planted five tomato plants in our garden in one variety of two plants of marmalade, one variety of two plants of Saint-Pierre, and one variety of one plant of Montfavet. I don't know what any of that is. <laughs> but it's juicy and sweet, and I tell you what, he, he adds, it has been great for my mental health. That's good. That Isn't last that good? bit is really good to hear, and we're pleased about that. But Bush, please don't get an you'll, you'll be awful with an allotment. Everything I hear about them is not you. Well, I feel like I've been quite disruptive almost in this hour of the show, and the allotment things made me think this could be the beginning of a more calmer Bush. I'll take that. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Sorry about that <laughs> earlier on. Sorry about the start of this podcast. We have, we've not resolved this, by the way. This, the show you've heard, the underlying simmering tension and the silence when the songs were on is because we can't agree on what those songs were. <laughs> uh, if you've got any intel, hometimeatabsoluteradio.co.uk. I can agree. I, I, I know you can, but I don't agree with what you agree with. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's a good point. I'm, a, I'm only agreeing with myself. <laughs>